to an all new episode of Sip the Sauce. I'm your host, Lydia, and today I am highlighting a local winery in Houston. I am at Sablegate Winery that's located at the corner of Travis and McGowan, and I'm here with the owner, Sylvia Cognon. It's a pleasure to have you here today, Sylvia. Thank you, Lydia. Nice to have you too. Thank you. So I stumbled across your winery a couple weeks ago when a good friend of mine was in town from uh, Iowa and we were looking for somewhere to go because she's a wine drinker and not a beer drinker. Mm-hmm. And I have to say we enjoyed so much. Awesome. All of, We did the wine flight and every single one of them was delicious. I think I left with uh, I think it was one of them where you, you had the sparkling with one of the the reds. I don't know what it was, but it was so delicious. <laughs> and so I just knew it would be fun to highlight the winery um, on this show. And so if you wouldn't mind just letting me know, like, how did you get here? Well, how did you end up at this location here in Houston? All right. Well, uh, welcome, Lydia, again. And hey, guys, um, I'm glad you're joining us. Um, our story goes back uh, over 40 years, actually to be exact, uh, probably 60, 70, maybe 80 years. Uh, my parents and my, my maternal grandparents were grape growers and winemakers in Hungary. Uh, that's where I was born. And uh, my, my parents inherited the vineyard and, and that's where I grew up as a child. Uh, spending our summer holidays and weekends on a vineyard was not enjoyable at all. It was a lot of hard work. Uh, but as an adult, it's uh, you know we have different we have a different appreciation now right. for things. Mm-hmm. Um, we, I moved to Houston in 2005 and had a um, couple of corporate uh, jobs. I was your dreaded HR manager. Oh. Oh, I was hiring and unfortunately firing and you know writing job descriptions and policies and um, uh, after business school I wanted to uh, do something something different I wanted to have my own business that was at one criteria the second criteria is that I wanted to do something that I really enjoy and I enjoy wine I have enjoyed wine for a long time as as a uh, grown up on the, on the vineyard, you know, after we were a certain age, we were allowed to taste wine, mm-hmm. and uh, in in Europe, wine is not a, a bad thing. You know, right. it's part it's part of life. And uh, my husband and I decided that we should uh, do something with wine, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided to go back to my roots and and make wine. That's amazing. So, where do you get your grapes from? Uh, so we are what we call an urban winery. We don't grow grapes. Uh, growing a fruit is is farming job. It's extremely difficult, complicated, super risky. Uh-huh. I remember one summer when I was little, the, su- the summer was really cold, rainy, there was not a lot of sunshine, and my parents' grapes did not um, ripe properly mm-hmm. it didn't get to high enough sugar content and obviously without sugar there's no alcohol right and my parents spent their entire savings money on sugar so they could actually make the wine so mm-hmm. it is quite risky I mean you know nobody can control the weather uh-huh. and I did not want to do this I did not want to grow grapes there are a lot of vineyards that only grow grapes they don't make the wine long time ago vineyards made their own wine those are called 
the estate wines. Uh -huh. uh, now, many times, vineyards grow their grapes and sell their grapes, their ripe grapes, to grape uh, to winemakers. Mm -hmm. That's the concept of an urban winery. We are not farmers. We get the grapes. Grape is a raw material, mm -hmm. and we make wine out of it. Currently, we carry wine from uh, that was made from grapes from Australia, France, Italy. Um, from South America, we have Chilean, Argentinian wine, and of course from North America, we have California, Oregon, Washington, and just recently Texas. Oh, we're very, wow. we're very uh, happy that we have uh, two uh, grapes from Texas. One is from Comfort, Texas, um, just outside of Hill Country uh, viticulture area. Um, Bending Branch Winery is where the grapes are grown. Bending Branch is very, very famous. It's oh, a, wow. Um, if you have a chance to try any Bending Branch Winery wine, uh, you're gonna have a, a, good time. A, a good time, yes. And the other one is a, a High Plains uh, Moscato. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So you get the raw materials, the wine in, and then the actual production happens here at the facility? Yes, we have um, um, about a 2,600 square foot facility here in Midtown. Um, we operate as a winery, a wine a tasting room, and a restaurant, basically uh, all in one. If you walk in, we do look like a restaurant slash bar, mm -hmm. uh, but behind a bar counter, there's uh, you can see all of our fermentation equipment. And as I'm sitting here, I'm looking at them. I'm looking at the stainless steel tanks, the American and French oak barrels, and we do have a couple of really small Hungarian oak barrels. Oh, very nice. So what, of all the wines you carry here, or that you produce, what is your most popular wine that people love? Um, well, I, we have to break it down from categories, right? Okay. Because uh, a lot of my guests like red wines, a lot of them like white wines, and some, some of my guests like uh, sweeter wines. So okay, let's the do most, each category. Each, all right. Yes. So uh, the most popular white wine is called 65 Degrees. I think you've tried I that I have, one. yes. That was very good. Uh, that is my personal favorite of the white menu. It's a French Sauvignon Blanc, mm -hmm. very light, crisp very refreshing. Mm -hmm. The most popular red wine is called Big Daddy. Mm -hmm. It's a blend from California. Um, I think the reason for being it so popular is because it's super fruity on the nose, okay. but it is a dry wine on the palate. It pairs really good with any sort of meat dishes mm -hmm. and of course chocolate. <laughs> the most popular sweet wine currently is a Moscato blend. Mm -hmm. uh, it is um, Moscato and Zinfandel from mm -hmm. California called Pink. Uh -huh. um, it's an off-dry wine, which is surprising because most uh, commercially available Moscatos are sweet. Uh -huh. It's actually up to the winemaker how sweet he, he uh, makes the wine. Uh -huh. And uh, my winemaker, who happens to be my husband, um, decided to make the Moscato off-dry. It does taste a little, little sweet, uh -huh. but it's about one-fifth of the sugar of a regular Moscato essentially making it a keto wine. Oh, wow. Uh, most of our wines are keto. 
um, a big daddy is not only because it's really high in alcohol <laughs> it's almost 15% alcohol um, out of these three uh, big daddy and um, pink are award-winning wines mm -hmm. uh, big daddy has a a bronze medal from the Houston Rodeo Wine Competition. Oh wow! And pink has uh, two medals uh, from the Houston Rodeo and one medal from the Lone Star International Wine Competition. Oh. They're really nice wines. That's amazing. Um, it's funny that you mentioned they were keto because my last uh, local show was a keto restaurant in the Northwest uh, Houston area. Okay. So I have a lot of keto listeners. So mm -hmm. if you heard that, because I heard it, my ears perked up. Most of these wines are keto, guys. You have to come in and try it. The atmosphere is just it's very light and I enjoy it. The wine is great. You have amazing people working for you. The lady who did our flight for us a couple weeks ago was very knowledgeable. I believe she's training to be a sommelier. Is that correct? Yes, uh, Alexis has been with us for, uh, she's going on two years now. Mm -hmm. And uh, when she joined us, uh, she only drank sweet wine. And of course, uh, her palate expanded here. Right. Um, tasting wine is uh, normal for us. Every day we taste new wines, we talk about it because the ongoing training is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, the winemaker makes new wines quite often. Mm -hmm. uh, right now, there's about three wines that are that is not even on the menu. They're only available to wine club members. Oh, wow. And we do need to taste those wines. We do need to learn about them mm -hmm. so we can uh, explain it to them, uh, to guests when they come to do a wine tasting. Mm -hmm. Our tastings are very educational. It's not just that you get the five or seven different wines in front of you. You get the explanation mm -hmm. how the wine looks smells and tastes like where the grapes are from or anything that's special about the wine whether it was uh, in French oak or how long or was it was there anything special uh, during the fermentation a special temperature or or anything that the winemaker has may have done to the wine so it is uh, I'd, I'd like to call our tasting flights a tasting class mm -hmm. because Again, dependent on the guest, we'll teach everybody how to hold the glass mm -hmm. or what to do in your mouth, you know, to taste all those weird things that sommeliers say you taste. I right. mean, we don't put licorice in the wine, but some of our wines does taste like mm -hmm. there's a hint of licorice or, or we don't put black cherries in it, but it does taste black cherries. And it's funny you mentioned that because that was, I think, one of the reasons why I really love this place is so the friend I was with, she was allergic to I think blueberries, and when the uh, when Alexis gave her uh, the wine, she said it has notes of blueberries, and she was like, you know what, I can't have it because I'm allergic. And it was amazing. You came out and you explained to her and I the thing when you say a taste versus what's in it. And I thought that was such a great explanation. Would you mind Thank going you. into that again about just how? The different tastes come out of grapes. Yes, absolutely. So, um, um, uh, wine is made from grapes from, uh, I guess, uh, thousands of years. And there's a reason why, out of all the fruits, why, uh, grape was uh, the one that um, everybody's make wine makes wine out of. 
Uh, you can make wine out of anything that has uh, sugar in it. You can make wine out of plums or peaches or cherries or watermelon or uh, funny uh, broccoli oh, wow. or potatoes or any vegetables, a tomato or a bell pepper because they all have sugar content. Now that's one thing that they have sugar but not enough, mm -hmm. but by adding sugar you could ferment a green bell pepper into wine. Wow. I don't know how it would taste. Mm -hmm. Besides tasting like a bell pepper, mm -hmm. um, grape is the only fruit that when it's fermented into wine it takes on other, other notes. Mm -hmm. A, an apple wine will always taste like apples. A cranberry wine will always taste like cranberries and nothing else. You will taste the cranberry and you will taste the alcohol. Grape wine, wine made out of grapes, will take on other things. And it, start, it, start, it, it can be any sort of fruit. Uh, pink, our award-winning Moscato, smells like a bouquet of honeysuckle, jasmine and gardenia. Oh, There's wow. no jasmine in it. Uh -huh. It tastes like peaches and apricots. That's how a Moscato tastes uh -huh. like. There's no peaches and apricots in it. That's, that comes from the characteristics of the grape. If you taste a Moscato grape, uh -huh. you eat the berry, uh -huh. you will taste the peaches and apricots. How do those flavors get in the grape? It's from the microclimate where the grape is grown. Um, we have one wine. It's called Don Vino. It's a Nebbiolo from Italy. It, the grape grows on slopes facing the Mediterranean Sea. All, those, all that wind, that salty wind that comes every day, all day long, has an effect on the dirt. Mm -hmm. And through the nutrition of the grape, that saltiness gets in the grape wine. So that wine, Don Vino, has a hint of saltiness some people taste little olive, olives on it or uh, brininess, uh -huh. but there's no salt in it, there's no olives in it. It's, it's just from the environment, yes. What, what has effect on the grape is this, the sun, you know, warmer sun makes more sugar, so the grapes taste sweeter. Um, the quality of the air, obviously the salty air versus an, an inland grape is not going to taste salty because mm -hmm. it's fresh air. And uh, of course, uh, the dirt itself, where the dirt originates from and what's underneath. A, a clayish uh, terroir, the, if the dirt is clay, mm -hmm. it's going to taste different than if the dirt where the grape is grown has limestone underneath mm -hmm. or lava rocks. So whatever is underneath the surface in mm -hmm. the earth has a huge effect on how the grape tastes. You know, I had no idea about that because, I, you know, you always hear the grapes come from different locations, but I guess I always assumed it was just maybe the weather. It wasn't, you know, the, the dirt, the, the ground, the environment. That is so fascinating that a grape that's, taste, that's facing the Mediterranean would have those salty flavors because it makes sense you know the wind coming off of the that is that's fascinating it's the the grapes is a the grape wine is a living thing and, and depending on where it lives it has the environment affects the mm -hmm. grape 
it's very similar to us people mm -hmm. where we grow up what foods we eat in that location uh, affects our taste for food mm -hmm. for example um, Australia um, people eat a lot of seafood right they familiar with seafood uh, people grew up in Central Europe there's no sea around us seafood is imported and it's very expensive I grew up and I have not had seafood until I was in my 20s I did not know what a, a shrimp tasted like mm -hmm. so all those environmental effects that's around us affects us affects animals you know you you cannot grow pineapples in Canada right right <laughs> or uh, you you can't have a maple tree in Australia right so it's the same as the earth uh, geography affects everything a grape that grows closer to the equator for example the south end of Napa mm -hmm. the fruits are sweeter so the grape is gonna have a higher sugar content mm -hmm. and the fruitiness of the grape is more exotic fruity uh, like mango and papaya and bananas mm -hmm. a grape that's grown in Canada is not gonna have the exotic fruits because it's a cold climate mm -hmm. less sun, less sun more rain darker summers you're gonna taste more classic fruits like apples and pears that is it makes perfect sense but I don't think anybody I don't say anybody I don't think most people settle down and actually think about the the makeup of wine we just drink it and enjoy it and it's such a um, honestly like a, it's almost like a scientific slash meticulous background to it I mean that's amazing it's a uh, very interesting I have uh, our daughters are 14 year old years old they they are now in high school and um, I'm, I'm going through the American education system with them right uh -huh. and it's funny how I see what they study in school and how that could be a little bit modified to suit our future lives right uh -huh. and we'll tell you an example all that I said now about the grapes you actually learned in science class in grade six seven eight nine uh -huh. but you did not learn the application of it mm -hmm. you learned about seasons right yes which is straightforward right but it's actually not really let me tell you an example um, our very next grape shipment is coming from Chile South America mm -hmm. in about two weeks now it's April how is it how does it happen that we're getting ripe grapes in April because the seasons are upside down the southern hemisphere the seasons are around right, right. Uh -huh. so it's now harvest now we're here we're coming out of winter uh -huh. in South America it's harvest season already it's the end of summer so oh. we are getting our next shipment is a um, we're getting four types of grapes from Chile mm -hmm. Maipo Valley to be exact uh -huh. um, because harvest already happened so 2021 grape season is over there here the grapes are not even budding here right, right. we're just getting started we're just getting started we are uh, be before summer before everything we just had our freeze 
it's now the crazy April weather, you know, mm -hmm. two days ago it was 80 degrees, yesterday we were freezing, uh -huh. but today we are a little cold. Uh, we, we learned all this in school, but we didn't learn how to apply to our future lives. That's true. So, um, that season that I said, you learned it already. Mm -hmm. um, the climate, you learned it. Right. Uh, but it's not applied to your current knowledge. So when we do talk about these kind of things during a flight, uh -huh. people, I love seeing people's eyes grow like, oh, that makes sense. And it's completely, and I knew that, I just didn't know it this way. Right. People make, my guests make connections during the tasting flight. It's really enjoyable. I enjoyed myself. So, uh, you talked about your husband, the winemaker, uh, making different types, coming up with new different types. Is there anything on the horizon that's not out to everyone that you're excited about? Um, we have about uh, three new wines, as I mentioned earlier, that is just now we're releasing to our wine club members. Okay. We have a club membership, which is a, a membership that gives uh, specific benefits. Mm -hmm. For example, access to wines that are just released. Uh, um, we make everything small batch, about 220 bottles. Uh -huh. um, and by releasing uh, the, that already limited number to wine club members, that their value goes up a little bit. Exactly. Uh, we love our members. They come in. Right now we have a, a couple of members here. Mm -hmm. And the winemaker is sitting with them talking. They're, they're becoming friends. That's a great experience. Yeah. Uh, Bob, the winemaker, has, always has new ideas. Um, for example, one of the new, one of the grape juices that are, that is arriving from Chile is a uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. We have not had a Chilean Cabernet Sauvignon before. We did have a Cab Franc and a a Malbec, which both are new and not on the on the public menu, only right. available to club members. And um, we are planning on a a new uh, dessert wine, which mm. is uh, a secret. Um, we are uh, working out uh, what grape varietals will go in it, but it's going to be something that is uh, brand new for us and uh, potentially brand new on the market. Oh, so I'm excited! As as far as our research goes, nobody else has this on the market so we'll, we'll see we'll and see. that's <laughs> the whole reason why everyone should join the wine club because I have a feeling when it comes out they're the first ones who's gonna be able to, to taste that and to be a part of that that's true and uh, it happened before that um, one a wine was so successful with club members it was never actually released to the public oh, it sold wow. out before it was released to the public so wine club membership has its benefits here there for you sure go. It, and can they sign up on the website or should they come in or uh, because uh, um, we exchange credit card data it uh, we don't have our website is not secure enough okay. to do it on the online um, we, we do ask our guests to come in here and and uh, give their details here in person so we can ensure that the data is safe there you go make a day out of it come enjoy the wine and then it will make sense why you should join the wine club so um, talking about kind of social media are how can people 
follow you. I googled you, and that, so I've you know the website obviously. Is there any other place where they can follow the winery? Yes, absolutely. We are um, we gotta be up to date. Uh, <laughs> we, we have an Instagram account mm -hmm. and a Facebook page, uh, both under Sablegate Winery. Okay. Um, we have a Twitter account too, but I kind of I'm lacking on it big time. <laughs> we are on uh, Google, of course, uh, so everybody can find us on the Google map, and uh, we have a presence on Yelp as well. Okay, you just search for Sablegate Winery. Well, guys, uh, I have enjoyed myself immensely. I am planning when the show is done to sit back and enjoy some of the lovely wine that you have there. And again, everybody, uh, the building is located um, right near the corner of Travis and McGowan. So you can make a day out of it. You can come and enjoy the food. I also had the um, charcuterie board when I was yes. in here, and that was lovely. I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, cheeses and meat, so it was just... Uh, an amazing uh, experience while I was here. Thank you. And uh, is there anything else you would like to add about the? Yes, um, it, we would love to see all of you here, obviously. Uh, do make a reservation, please. Um, we get quite busy on weekends, and of course we have to prioritize guests with reservations. Um, you can uh, go on our website, uh, sablegatewinery.com, and click the open table link, or uh, call the winery, 713-360-7113, and miraculously, the call rings on my cell phone, so you can get me anytime. Well, again, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sylvia, for being here today. I appreciate you being as part of the show and I hope everybody takes the time to come out here and enjoy the wines they are amazing you will not be disappointed and again thank you for being here thank you for having me I'm, I'm glad you had an experience that made you want to come back and do this interview with us thank you all right guys y'all have a great week and we'll see you next week bye take, take care bye thanks for listening Make sure to follow us on Instagram at sip underscore the underscore sauce. And make sure you check for new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day.